0: Welcome to Winging It With Positivity. I'm your host, Boogie. Guys, this is the pre-introduction. Um, because for one, I wanted to shout out Felicia before we got into the interview because, man, I love all my interviews. I really do. Um, but this this just hit different for me because, as you can tell, that what we're talking about domestic violence and, um... You know, her story is just, you'll see, it's just, um, it's just amazing, you know, that she made it through all through all of this, and her willingness to even want to come on and to talk about it with me, like, I'm very humbled by that, like, I don't take that for granted at all. I also do want to add that the first two minutes and maybe 30 seconds are choppy, I don't, it was some Wi-Fi issue or something, I don't know, on the Zoom, but do not let that stop you. The whole rest of the interview flows nicely, and it's just well worth it. It's not unbearable, so don't just shut it off thinking it's your Wi-Fi. It ain't your Wi-Fi. I don't know what it is, but we got through it, and it's a still very great, great, great interview, so um, definitely tune in and just listen and I feel anybody can learn from this and just appreciate life in a different way. Um, so, without my jibber jabber, we're going to get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome to Winging It with Positivity. I met with Miss Felicia, um, very, very strong person. very strong woman. And um, I've known for a long time and we've reconnected throughout the years and always been very, very supportive of me. And today she's going to be sharing her story with domestic violence and just being a survivor of a very tragic time. Um, So how are you doing? I
1: am doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) You're what? Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy that. Let me say this before we get started, um, because since it's, it was such a heavy um, topic, I want it to be real delicate, you know. But Felicia has always been like, no, I want to tell my story, and I think that's something. Something mm-hmm. a lot, Absolutely. you know. I don't. to no. me, you know, it's, it's not just an interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I care that, you know what I mean, that it's something that you're ready for, and all those things, and, um, Absolutely. of course, I know some backstory, so, yeah, but let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, how did you meet your abuser?
1: So, I met him through a phone calling app, actually, like, called Live Links it's like you know one of them commercials that show up on the TV and it's like call it 1-800-Live Links that's where I met him <laughs> and we stayed on the phone for a while and then I met him in person the next day. So, oh. I think 10 years was with him for six.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. a Long time. Um, yeah. So how did so before the actual abuse started, were there any signs, so like did you have any angry outbursts or anything, or was it like a surprise? No,
1: it was honestly a surprise. The first time he smacked me in my face. Um, before that, not really. I knew he had a tough life growing up, but I wasn't really like knew in detail everything that he's been through. So um, I knew there was some issues, you know, with him growing up in the system and things like that, but um, he didn't show no signs beforehand. He smacked me one time, and then, you know, it gradually progressed to more, to physically like beat me, stomp me,
0: you know, and things like that, so. Wow. Well, I- the, the tricky part about like domestic violence too, because it's not always like big finding moment. Like it's not like that was a surprise I didn't expect that coming. You, didn't, you know, it just happened, and it, yeah. it built. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, that's important for people to know because I, I I think I feel like a lot of time I hear different stories of people that have been abused. It's always like they they didn't see it coming at all. You know, like there's no way that an abuser looks like, like you know, there's no standard yeah. way it could come in different ways,
1: the sizes. They come whatever, and you usually you don't see it coming. But then once yeah. it comes, you're like already like in love with that person. You've been with that person for a little bit. They wait a little bit until they pull that out. But once they pull right. it out, it'll be little at first, a smack, a push here and there and then it's you got a busted busted lip then it's you're getting stomped out he was at. He actually bit me one time so there was a few times that like he got real aggressive and stuff like that very controlling um, didn't like the things I wore um, you know I wasn't allowed to look at people while we were walking so nine, nine times out of ten I'm walking with my head down you know what I'm saying so just so it wouldn't cause a fight you know, or so it definitely, you have no clue it's coming, but once it comes, you know it's there, and it just don't stop.
0: Right. Did, was it, when when this was happening, it got progressively worse, was he like saying, oh, I'm not going to do it anymore, was there any like, you know, like promises or gifts or things to, yeah.
1: Yeah, so no gifts, but unfortunately yeah. but it would be I'm sorry yeah. I love you I won't do it again you know like things like that and then it'd be a week or two and then I it happened again or you know it was really sporadic when it happened with him it wasn't mm-hmm. more like every single day but you know there would be times that you know um sexual acts if I didn't do it right I would get my ass beat excuse my language wow. Um. I would literally get, you know, punched in the face, you know, all types of things. There was just all types of things that would happen if I didn't do certain things right, if I didn't dress right, if I didn't talk to him right, you know, things like that. And for a while, I thought it was me, you know, because that's what they do. Abusers make you feel like it's you when really it's not. They're projecting the things that they feel inside. Mm -hmm. So, yeah you know, they take it out on you, everything, and you're always the person that's wrong when you're in a relationship like that, right. yeah, okay, all right, so there's another thing, too, there would be times where, um, you know, because I lived with him and his family, so there would be times where, you know, I would talk to his mom about it and things like that, and, you know, I know he went through a rough life, but that doesn't mean you take things out. I know other people who've been through rough lives, including myself. And I still, I don't treat people that way. So, you know, he would literally just make it seem like everything was my fault. I was a cheater. I was this. I was that. You know, it it was just really bad. And then he never hit me in public in when we lived in um Connecticut but when we moved it would be in public there was a couple times he's hit me in public leading up to that day where um he eventually tried to kill me so
0: okay before we go forward i cause you mentioned um him having a rough life and i think that's important to talk about because I feel like in abusive relationships, like sometimes we have like compassion so much for that, but I feel like it has to be a line where it's like, okay. And and it seems like you knew that, okay, yeah, I had a rough life too, but you don't have to beat on me. You
1: know what I'm saying?
0: And I think it's important for, because I know that it's this, interview was important to you to spread awareness I think it's important for everyone to know that yes a rough life you could have compassion for somebody having a rough life but you have to draw the line at what's not cool what's not a, uh what's, what's not
1: oh absolutely what's right
0: you know if that
1: yeah, I agree yeah. and I also feel too um when it comes to you know people having rough lives and stuff there's a big thing when it comes to abuse. You can't fix them. Right. They can only fix themselves. That's what mm-hmm. keeps, you keep trying to fix a person who actually don't want to fix themselves internally. Yeah. There is no doing that. The only time you can ever fix anything is if you want it yourself. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's the biggest thing. I think that's a lot of, I think that's a big reason why women don't leave. They think mm-hmm. you're going to change They think they're going to be able to change him. He's not going to do it again the next time. I love him. He's the only one. These are things that went through my mind. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to help. I want to make sure I can see if I can help change him. Give him a better life. See if, Mm -hmm. like, love is really the thing that he's missing. And it's not. It's not. There's something not right with that person. And they don't want to change it. So that's, that's the thing.
0: Yeah, it's much deeper than it, it, we 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 can't fix that. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm so happy you mentioned that because like even outside of even of abusive relationships, a lot of times we have this like idea that we can fix people. Like we don't mm-hmm. maybe always say it directly, but it's almost like we're operating thinking that we can, and that's way out of our hands. We can oh, yeah. support yeah. people, but we can't fix them. in, mm-hmm. in order to support somebody you have to be on the same page for wanting the same thing. And you can't, you know, so you can't fix people. Like that's, 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 that's so important for us to understand. Like even me in my personal life, I've, I've realized that I'll try to, um, just always try to save the day. Cause my heart wants to help people and, and solve things and stuff. But I'm realizing that I can't fix people. You know, I, and, and we can not, go, we can drive ourselves crazy trying to be everything for everyone. Yes, you know? I am the same way. It's yeah. crazy because we
1: want to be superwoman, but we're not. Right, we can't save or help everyone,
0: right. and
1: sometimes helping the wrong people cannot be good too because our heart is so big that we mm-hmm. get trampled over. Yes, we do things for people who don't deserve it. Is that's a bad part? Absolutely. You know? definitely the same way
0: 100% what about cuz uh, before we get to the big moment where it got out of hand tell me about the mental abuse
1: mental well- oh so the mental abuse was pretty crazy i literally going through those times I, there was times i literally believed Things that he would say about me. If it wasn't for me talking to myself in the mirror, I probably wouldn't be good mentally no more. Literally talking to myself in the mirror, you're not that. Like I literally did this like every time I went in the shower. I used to cry Mm -hmm. in the shower and I would talk to myself in the mirror. You're not what he's saying. You're not dirty. You're not ugly. You're not disgusting. You're not fat. Like you're a beautiful woman. You got a good heart. Like these are the things I would tell myself in the mirror because. Mm -hmm the mental abuse was, uh, it's bad. Like, yeah, you remember the physical abuse, but that mental abuse is like no other. Mm -hmm. It's like no other. They bring you all the way down (laughs) to like the lowest. You should kill yourself. These are things that he would tell me. You should kill yourself. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I hate you. Like, you're a cheater. You're this, you're that. Like, all this stuff. And after a while, when you hear that for- you know, six years, you begin to start to believe it. Right. Even with talking to yourself in the mirror. So I think right. it's important, you know, to really let yourself know if you're in that situation, like you're not those things. Right. This is what he's portraying of you, but that's not you. Right. He's just, he's abusing you. Like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, these are, it, it's all tactic tactics to like bring you down they try to control everything about you they want to be the alpha you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's ridiculous it's it's really sad it really is
0: yeah I saw I um you like you mentioned that them they want to be the alpha and how much they try to control you I saw it was not um it was like a post it said something about um people want to control people because they feel out of control
1: Ooh, girl
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah, that's that's a deep one that's Mm -hmm. a deep one yeah and i have to agree with that i i do agree with that and and you know them being out of control they take everything out on you too any abuser any woman that's going through that they take everything out on you and you literally like you're so manipulated in the brain that you feel like you're like nothing, literally like nothing. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully I found school in between that and that's, that helped me, you know, cope a lot. So I put my whole head into school yeah. when I was being abused. I was managed to contain a 4.0 while being abused at hello. home. Hello,
0: hello. And COVID hello. was the worst. Yeah, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah, to go through that and COVID. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so because they to leave their house. Oh meeting. right, right. So you were enclosed with him. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it was bad. So oh. you feel like so it got worse during the. COVID? Absolutely, absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. He wasn't able to go out. We weren't able to be in public. One of the places that he usually didn't hit me at in public. Right. So we weren't able to do that as much anymore. So now we're in the house. So I'm getting beat more. Like, and when I say beat, I mean, punched in the face, punched in the head, bit, you know, thrown stuff at, um, body shots. He used to do like this thing where he would give me rib shots or like step on me and like just other wild things. Yeah. Um, so wow. COVID made that way worse because now we're not going in public. We have to stay in the house right. and things like that. And public would be one spot where usually abusers do not, especially if they had recent, like prior, um, you know, run-ins with the law. Yeah. Yeah. Prior charges, run-ins with the law, that would be a safe place for someone who's being abused because they're not going to do it in public. Right. So his thing was, I always want him to hit me in public so he could go back to jail, which I don't want you to hit me at all. I don't,
0: exactly i don't want you to hit me, you talking you to hit me at all right it's so, um, still yeah. gonna hurt what, what are you talking
1: right. about right wow. so my heart genuinely goes out to them women that were in abusive relationships during covid because that was a rough time or any children as well because it was a rough time being stuck in the house with this person it really was
0: it's you know what it's so crazy. Like we all complain and COVID of course is horrific and it's not gone, mm-hmm. but I never thought about that. Cause I, I've heard like, you know, people talking about how it's hard to have a relationship during COVID because people were like really bumping heads. Like this is where oh. you really, your relationship was really tested at this time. Yeah. But I never thought, and I admit, I never thought about people that were going through abuse. Oh at, yeah. At and he never worked. You
1: know, he worked one job um for a couple months. he He did some work for a couple months. He did contribute at that point, but that was only a couple months. We were together for six years. Wow. and he we didn't leave each other at all. Mm-hmm. No separation time when I would go to like Walmart to pick up a few groceries or whatever on the vi- FaceTime. Yeah. I had no me time. You know, right now I left my house. I'm sitting, you know, so I can do the podcast and stuff. I'm allowed to like, not that I'm allowed to, like I can do as I please. Cause I'm a grown right. woman. I can do what I, I what I want to do and things that I want to do. And I don't have to answer or ask anybody if it's okay. If I do these things, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If this were a year ago or a year and a half ago, this would never be happening um, at all. I would not be allowed to do this at all. So, right. you know, now that I'm allowed to, my goal is to help other women because it's it's really sad. And surviving that was just horrific. Yeah.
0: So. it's You know, it's crazy because as I was saying to you before we even started, you would come on Facebook every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I never would have known like this was going on like i knew like you were not in the state but i never knew like this was like happening like you know and it's it's the it's what the the part that's amazing to me though is your heart was just still so pure mm-hmm. because you you when i was doing selling my ice cream you made my flyer a beautiful flyer were, i remember you were in school and you were me yeah, at my flyer boogie's ice cream bar yeah <laughs> i meant to put out ice so. Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. It, yep. And I would have known um that was going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh well, I'm going to reverse it before before I ask you before I ask you that question. What what was the defining moment that was like, okay, I have to get out of here. I got to I got to leave him alone. when he flushed my mother's ashes down the toilet.
1: He, I, we were arguing and stuff. I had went to my sister-in-law's house and I came back because we were arguing at this time. Um, this is right after he found out that I was talking to a few people while he was incarcerated. They were just my friends. I was checking in on people. Um, one of them had been through a tragic incident so I wanted to make sure he was okay
0: things right. like that
1: um and when he got back from jail uh he found out and we were arguing over that um I left to go to my sister-in-law's house and I came back and I was like looking for my mom's ashes I'm like where are my mom's ashes he helped me look for them helped me look for my mother's ashes they- um I, I was like hold on I'll be right back I gotta use the bathroom went in the bathroom and I seen the little like baggie I had because I didn't get a mini urn for him yet um mm-hmm. I see the bag he had flushed him my I, I was like I didn't say anything I put the bag down I put the bag back in the trash I acted like I didn't see it or know what was going on went in the room acting normal like I was literally acting like I should have got an Oscar no lie um acted like nothing was wrong the next morning I'm like oh I gotta bring my friend her shoes back because I borrowed her um her slippers because I was outside I think I slept outside the night that night on her porch because I didn't want to go back to the house so I slept on her yeah. porch i brought her her shoes I was like I was like you have to bring me like I have to leave and I got in her car she dropped me off at a location and then my sister-in-law picked me up and I left to Vegas he ended up manipulating me yet again and I went back. That I think that's the biggest thing too. A lot of women, they they do try to leave, but they're manipulated and they're so um their brain is so manipulated that they just go right back. They feel like they have no one and nothing. And you know, that's really the saddest part, is that, you know, you have all these people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I didn't talk to my family for so many years and they're all like they're still there you know what I'm saying but you forget you have other people because you're so intertwined with this person who don't want nothing but the worst for you
0: right
1: really crazy
0: and it's, it's it seems like um a common thing I see like or hear in stories of abuse is um they isolate you Oh. And that seems like what was happening, you know what I mean? Because you like you said, you had family, but you were, you know, with him. Yeah.
1: I want to touch base on something you said earlier, too, that I always seemed happy on, like, Facebook and, like, things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a big thing, too. A lot of times we see, like, social media. We go <laughs> on and we see people. They look so happy. They post pictures with the significant other. I know you've seen pictures of us all right. the time and smiling happy it's all a cover up to hide the things that are really going on behind closed doors you truly have no idea what people are going through you can look on Facebook all day so you know people I, I know a couple of people who are jealous of certain people on Facebook and it's like why you don't even know if that's even a real thing yeah like yeah. I done pretended for six years to be happy in a loving honest happy relationship and I wasn't I was being abused. Nobody right. knew, and right. I tried to protect him. And right. it was just that's what we, that's what we that's what a lot of women do. They try to protect that person, so they put on like this persona on social medias on different things like that. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: right.
1: You never really know. You never really know. It's it's really sad. Yeah,
0: yeah. You really—it's crazy because a lot of us really do. Well, I—I I said us. Not. I—I I think I have fell for the hype a lot with people on on uh, social media, but yeah, like you really. A lot of people base their lives or feel that like their lives are empty based off what they see in pictures, and it's yep. it's it, it, like you can't go back by, by that. You like you say you don't know what people are going through. Oh clearly.
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
0: clearly. Um, I wanted to ask you. After you said the big defining moment that he he f- did first of all the worst thing you could do. uh, I'm still like processing that. Flush it. Did you ever confront him about that? By the way, I meant to ask. You. Afterwards,
1: absolutely, after, I did afterwards, and mm-hmm. um. He admitted it that he pissed on her ashes actually. He peed on them and flushed them down the toilet. Yeah. He he admitted to it. And um he apologized yet again, per usual. And um I went back.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. That's the main thing that my family was upset with me about. You know what I mean? And I can't really blame them. He um he also, you know, pawned things and used her funeral money to be with other women um you know um and he was like oh I'm gonna flip it I'm gonna get it back no that never happened you know um my family was upset about that because we did a gofundme and um trying to get my mom back without having to be cremated she didn't want to be cremated which in the end we couldn't actually do that and not because of any of the money, but. Um, I actually had to pay it off in the future. So I completely paid everything off, even though, but I lied to my family about that as well. I told them mm-hmm. that um, we spent it on bills and food and we were struggling and things like that. Some of it we did spend on some things cause I was out of work, you know, my mom had passed away. So I was out of work and I ran a lot of the things when it came to her death. Um, but yeah, a lot of the money was used on other women, um, wow. you know, smoking stuff, you know, no, no hard drugs, but, you know, weed and stuff like that, things that he thought he needed or wanted or whatever, so, um, yeah, it it was really bad, yeah.
0: Right, um, and this is okay if you're not comfortable about going into this, but, um, could you share part of the day that you guys were at at mcdonald's
1: oh absolutely i could share the entire day
0: so um the night
1: before um we were into a heated argument and he was scaring me so he was like i'll kill you i'll paralyze you i'll beat you like i never beat you before um i got scared so i opened the door put my foot out and he was like, if you get out this car, I'll kill you. I put my foot back in the car, shut the door. Um, he was like, I have to use the bathroom. He got in the car. Um, I brought him to a place, you know, um, down the street. He got out the car. He, he was like, if you do anything, I'll beat you like I never beat you before. I'll paralyze you. He got out the car to use the bathroom. I put the car in drive and took off. He chased me. I left. The door was open. He left his door open. I took off and slept in a um, Walmart parking lot. We were um, homeless at the moment. We had lost our apartment due to him and me doing Airbnb out of a rental. Um, that was a whole nother story. But uh, anyway, um, we get into the next day, um, June third of twenty twenty two. And um, he wanted he wanted me to bring him his stuff and pick it up, like bring him all his belongings that were in the car. We were living in a car. Um, I didn't trust him. I said, I don't trust you. You're setting me up. You're lining me up. You're going to kill me. I'm, I'm not doing that. We ended up going back and forth. He lied to me about his whereabouts. He said he was at Walmart. Then he went from Walmart to um, at and I left him a drink and a cigarette outside and um, he never came out. I circled around to make sure to see if he was where he was because I didn't want no contact with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, okay, so a little bit before I was like going back and forth to at and I did reach out to um, some domestic violence shelters, at least 10 of them, and they all turned me away. Wow. Every single one of them turned me away. And I was talking to my sister at the time. Um, actually, I'll get into her later, but she was giving me information on where to call for um, domestic violence shelters. Okay. Um, so um, none of them would take me. So I circled around back to at and circled around. He wasn't coming out. I'm like, you're not there. You didn't want the drink. You didn't want the cigarette, things like that. Um, he's like, oh, I'm at the library. And he was like, so can you leave it at dunk- the car? Because I was leaving him the car. Mm. I was leaving him money. I was leaving him. Leaving mm-hmm. him the car, leaving him money, leaving him cigarettes, leaving him everything. Right. I didn't even care that I had nothing in a bag to bring with me of clothes. I was sleeping what I got on my back. I don't right. care about that you can have everything, all of it. I don't want none of it no more. Right. So um, he was like, can you leave it at Dunkin' Donuts? I was like, no, you're at at and ti I'm going to leave it at McDonald's where you're closer. To, you're closer to McDonald's. So I'm gonna leave it here. And that's how I found out he wasn't at um, AT&T. He said, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm at the library. I'm like, okay. He was like, bring it to Dunkin Donuts. I was, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I don't trust you. So I, my sister said she was at McDonald's. I pulled up next to her. Um, This is my first time me and my sister ever in my life. She's from my father's side. So this is my first time physically meeting her. And, um, he starts walking up about five minutes after I pulled up with my sister. We talked for maybe five, I would say five to 10 minutes. And he started walking up and mind you, there's no way he could get from the library to that McDonald's in that short amount of time. He lied Mm -hmm. whereabouts. Mm -hmm. He knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so my sister is standing in the grass and me and him are arguing. We're pretty far apart or whatever. Um, We start arguing. He's like, you know, I can't be in this car. It's dirty. I'm going to be arrested. This is, you know, things like that. Um, We were just arguing back and forth. He was like, you're really going to leave me with a dirty car. You'll know I'll be arrested. You know, I did this for you. I did that for you. My mother took you in. All these things and stuff like that. And, um... I turned to my sister and I was like, "Um, let's go. We're leaving. Me and my sister have the same name. So I was like, Felicia, we're we're leaving. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And I turned to her and he just came at me and started stabbing me with a kitchen knife. I have 12 different wounds. I have three on my neck. They're all five inches deep, five to five and a half inches deep. I have three on my neck. One on my arm and eight on my back. Um, At first, I thought he was punching me. But so did my sister and all the McDonald's people and everything like that. We thought he was literally punching me. And um, my sister actually voice recorded it. Um, So that was a big help, you know, with the trial and things like that. But uh, he, he stabbed me 12 times. I didn't pass out. I didn't drop to the floor. I literally was dying though. Like I had this warm sensation everywhere and there was just so much blood loss. And like, I couldn't breathe. So I was like, like that's how I sounded like literally I was drowning in like my own blood type of thing.
0: Oh my God. Wow. Yeah.
1: And I just couldn't breathe and I turned around and looked at him and he was standing there with the, the knife broke. If the knife didn't break, wow. I wouldn't be here today. Because he was literally stabbing me like a pig. Wow. Like, you see, like, like you tenderize your meat, you stab it, like, literally. But he was, like, he was really, like, trying to kill me. Wow. And the reason I'm here today is because that knife broke. And my sister held, um, held stuff on my wound. She had some medical towels in her car because her mom is a nurse and um she held those on my neck wound and basically saved my life so and it was like crazy my
0: goodness wow uh so um wow after the uh, that happened um, that tra- tragedy that nearly cost you your life um, what 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 were, what was your what was your mind at like what how did you come from that to to this point now of wanting to tell your story so
1: After everything happened, I was destroyed. I'm not going to lie. I went through it mentally so bad. I would cry in my car. I would wallow in self-pity. Why me? I can't use my arm no more. Things like that. I was like, I can't believe this person who I thought would never do that, did that to me, even though he was abusing me. I never thought he would try to kill me. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying that's two different things here right. um I went through it for for about two weeks and I was like you know what I was like I am not letting him take over no more of my life no. like I'm done he he was actually he was caught after the incident um and he's facing um some pretty serious charges um second degree attempted murder uh Good. so he was caught and everything thank god Um, so let me bring it back. So I literally was going through it and I was like, I'm not letting him take over my life no more. I'm done. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm like,
1: I'm going to live my life for me. I'm a beautiful woman, just like I used to tell myself in the mirror. And that's That's exactly what I'm going to do. And that's exactly what I did. I snapped myself out on it. I I do go to therapy every week. Um, so, um, I go to therapy, you know, it's very important to get yourself into something like that, especially going through things like that, because, you know, you can talk to anybody, but sometimes you just need an extra person that, you know, is, they know what they're doing in this field, then they can give you some coping mechanisms and try to get you more, you know, ambitious, more things that, you know, like help you get through these situations that you go through in your brain, because your brain processes things different after Mm -hmm. stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. So a lot of trauma. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Um well it was a couple of things, but the thing that um stood out too was um therapy. Cause I always talk I'm like really big on therapy. I have a therapist myself. Yeah. I've been going to therapy for years. Yeah, I think everybody should get it, no matter what you're going through, but um especially um after enduring, enduring all of that uh, that you went through um oh, a big thing on winging it with positivity is um your uh foundation because i i changed the direction of the podcast um so would you say that um therapy has been a big foundation in your life and anything else moving forward
1: absolutely I believe everyone should be in therapy. Therapy yeah. is a thing and you know, it would help a lot of the brain processing because you know, I still have trouble to this day. Um my brain processes things different. So I'm super like paranoid or like I my brain processes things different. So right. having therapy as a foundation as you said is very important because you know it helps you in your everyday life even if you go once twice a week whatever just having that positive person to talk to somebody who can help you understand why your brain is thinking these things and Mm -hmm. things like that can help you in your everyday life you know it's helped me so much it really has and I think it will help a lot of people they put this this thing on therapy that it's not good or people always talking bad about therapy I'm a firm believer in it I, came back, I you know I came from a hard place and you know when I was seeing I was actually seeing this therapist um while I was in this relationship and she had no clue wow so I see the same therapist but she absolutely had no clue and mm-hmm. when I told her, she couldn't believe it. She was like, you know, oh my god, right? You know, right. so
0: yeah, that's a that's um. I, I imagine y'all built trust now over the time because now you can just be free. Oh in yeah. Your, in your therapy, you know, yeah. like you owe it to yourself to just be free, like and not hold back. Yeah. It, it's definitely a big stigma on therapy i think it's better than it has been because i feel like it used to be really badly everybody felt like oh you're crazy if you go go to therapy or have therapy yeah. i think it's getting a little better now but i think more and more people should really really do it especially when you're trying to play that role of fixing people when we really need to be taking care of ourselves Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. amen to that amen Yeah. To- you know my thing is oh, one yes. of my
1: I would consider her a good friend of mine. I'm not gonna lie. Me and her are very close. Um, We talk about everything and anything. I would consider her like a mother figure. She's like, you know, she's really awesome. Like, she's I consider her a friend. You know, so she's helped me through matters.
0: You gotta have chemistry with your therapist too, and don't get discouraged, people, if you don't find the the perfect one at first. Because it's like, you know, yeah, you gotta find right. you actually
1: several before I found I a, this one. I
0: had a few myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I did, yeah. Sometimes
1: you actually like you connect with. You can actually be yourself with. You could talk about anything. Like you just have to have that chemistry between you and your therapist. I mm-hmm. I really firm believer in that as well.
0: Absolutely. What would you say to? the girl or the male, because, you know, men, men get abused too, and, you know, it, mm-hmm. it happens in all types of, you know, situations and relationships, what would you say to the person, any advice you would give to someone that's um, going through abuse, physical abuse, um, and they're just, they, they don't, they don't, they feel alone, what, what, what advice would you give?
1: You're never alone. And, um, one thing I would tell them is that, you know, you can't change somebody who doesn't want to be changed. They have to change their self. There's no way you're going to be able to change that person as much as you think, oh, this is going to be the last hit. Oh, I'm not going to get beat up no more. Oh, he loves me. No, he don't. Mm -hmm. He don't love you. If he loved you, he wouldn't be hurting you. Right. And- only time a person can change is if they want to change their self right right that's not real love
0: right real
1: love don't hurt like that
0: absolutely and and the the other thing too that you mentioned too i think people should understand too is the back and forth like you know between like the crazy mood extremes like going from being abusive to like loving I'm gonna do it again or whatever like you know like that I can imagine that's crazy you know to get your yeah. head wrapped up in
1: yeah it's up know. and down left and right like that Katy Perry song you're up and you're down you know
0: yeah
1: you're, uh, and you're cold you're yes and you're no literally right.
0: mm-hmm.
1: literally just like that literally it's one minute you're Getting beat up the next minute. I'm sorry. The next minute they love you. The next day they're making you breakfast in the morning. Right. Giving you pros. And then, you know, that night they're back to making your nose bleed and you're gushing blood because you said something wrong. So
0: that, right. Yeah.
1: And they punched you in the face. Right. So it's really all over the place. But you know what? It, it's it's really sad. I I just, you know, you know another thing? Women, they leave and they go back. They leave and they go back as I did. Mm. And the hardest part is to leave and not go back. You know, when you do leave, just stay gone. It will be the best thing you ever did. Don't ever go back. And I know it's easier said than done. Right. You know, I went back. But, you Mm. know, I also went back and then I almost died. He almost took my life. Like, I'm literally a walking miracle because...
0: Amen. That my for tongue
1: sure. just, it was bad. Hairlines from my spinal cord and my carotid artery. Literally, if he was a hairline closer to my carotid artery, I wouldn't be here. Or I would be paralyzed neck down. And I'm not. So get out before that happens, for real. Right.
0: You are, yes, absolutely. Please, if anybody's going through that, you know, you never know who this interview ears will fall upon and I hope Mm -hmm. you know that you guys take heed because this was this could have ended in death you know yeah and thankfully Felicia is here to to share her story and you know because you could have kept it all to yourself and moved on but you were adamant about coming up here and Mm -hmm. and talking and I, I I appreciate it. And I I love being around and knowing strong women. Like I made a post earlier about it because that it, it you knew it, it, it all served a purpose, you know. And you can really help a lot of people. You know what I mean. And even if you help just that one person, that's that's important because that's a life you're saving. Exactly.
1: And I think you know I wouldn't change going through it as crazy as that sounds, but um, I think it's helped me find my purpose. I really do believe that my purpose is to help women going through domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I really feel like I can be a positive, um, you know, a positive help in that. I, I just, I really think that's gonna be, you know, going forward, gonna be my main purpose is to help women in domestic violence. And I'm gonna find every way in which I can. help so and the biggest thing is that I know they're not gonna listen the first time because I never did (laughs) but you know that consistent being consistent you know them seeing oh wow like she literally has stab wounds all over her like she really can't use her arm no more you know little things like she's in pain every day little things like that might be more you know, it's a visual versus a verbal.
0: Yeah. And God works in mysterious ways. Like, you know, he, he, they could stumble across it and just like looking for that sign that says, I need to go and hear your, hear your, what happened. And like, you know what? That's, that's it. Like, you know what I mean? It,
1: yeah.
0: You know, but I get it because I know, I know a lot of times it takes, you keep hoping that you could change them or hoping that it's the last time or, hoping that all the time you invested isn't wasn't in vain so you just hold on and hold on. I could only imagine. I haven't been through it myself, but I could only imagine because I know what it's like to love love people very deeply. So,
1: it's it's challenging and it's yeah. hard to get out of. It's hard, yeah. but it's possible. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's possible. I mean, you know, there was this one point where um went this was right after it happened so I was very you know I was having trouble moving and stuff and I had spoken to this guy because my dad was trying to help me fix my car and it had fell on him so a bunch of guys just lifted it off of his foot and um, there was one guy and it, it was two guys that were talking to me and one of them had gotten to that his his wife's um, aunt had been in an abusive relationship, and um, she was stabbed one time, and she um passed away. Her name was Kathy Bird, and she had passed away from one stab wound, and I had 12. I cried. I was like, that's where that survivor's guilt comes in sometimes. Um, yeah. The survivor's guilt is just really, it's really crazy. I mean, she got stabbed one time. I was stabbed 12 and survived
0: right Right.
1: so it really all depends Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like I have a I I know God was with me that day 100% and the loved ones that I had lost 100% like somebody was guarding me because the stabs are all up and down my spine like on the Mm -hmm. sides of it though like he didn't Mm -hmm. actually paralyze me or anything well my arm but it's not paralyzed but Mm -hmm. um it's not fully paralyzed. I can only move it about one fourth of the way to the right. So mm-hmm. him telling me about that lady, I took, I wrote her name down. I'll never forget her name, Kathy Bird. And I always told him if I ever did anything like when it comes to domestic violence, I, was o- I would always bring her up. Yeah. I will always bring her up because that story literally spoke volumes to me. He was like, for you to even be here with 12 stab wounds. And five and a half, half inches deep with a kitchen knife. He was right. like, that says a lot. I was like, and if I ever speak when I start talking about the situation and things I've been through, I'll bring her up. Yeah. Because, you know, she lost her life over right. somebody who didn't take the initiative to change their self and feel mm-hmm. happy within their self.
0: Right.
1: They took her life and... You know, so survivors' guilt is really hard. I have oh. trouble with that a lot. There's a few times that I've heard about other women. Like, um, there was a lady who had six children, and her baby father stabbed her 16 times and left the left the knife in her head and killed her. I cried for like mad days. I cried for hours over her. Mm-hmm. Why me? Why? Why? Why was she taken and I wasn't? She got kids. So, my purpose is a hundred percent to help women who are going through some domestic violence. I really believe it because oh, I believe it too for sure it's just it's a lot mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, wow, Felicia. I want to ask you on a lighter note um. I understand that you have someone special. <laughs> <I do. laughs> <He is>. blush. <laughs> blush, you deserve it. Blush. I'm a blush uh, too. <laughs>
1: I do. He is the light at the end of my tunnel. And, um, it. you know, I wasn't in love with my abuser for a while. So it was pretty quick for me. Once I had in my brain where like, I was like, okay, you're not letting him take over the rest of your life. That's right. Um, I ended up finding somebody like a little less than a week later after I chose not to let him take over my life.
0: That's right. And,
1: um, I've been with him ever since he's fantastic. He's amazing. He's warm. He's welcoming. He's gentle. He, he's very, he takes care of all my needs, every need every want every hug you know gentle touches like he's the sweetest thing on this planet and i've never been more happy in my life this is the happiest i've been in my entire life like since i entered this world type of thing like and he's a blessing to me you know he he listens to me and you know i talk about the abuse sometimes with him mm-hmm. he listens he understands understanding and listening and communicating are key especially Mm -hmm. being with someone as crazy as me because I've been through some shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I mean he listens and he understands you know he knows all about it everything inside and out everything I've been through my past my present you know everything he knows all of it and I think that's important for other women as well when they do try decide to move forward and you know it it, it's not easy it comes with work you have to work for it it's not going to be like easy as pie you know and for me in my situation I can't just post this person I can't just say who they are I can't do little things like that to keep protection for him and that's a big thing as well so women you know when they're out of that situation especially in a situation where mine, where it was, um, you know, charges were brought up against that person, right. you know, I have to live my life a little differently than other people. I can't just be mm-hmm. like, oh, see him, you know what right. I mean? Or like this, that, and the third, I can't do that because yeah. I got to keep yeah. him protected.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah.
1: Um, But like, we still go out in public and things like that. Just, I don't, social media is just a no-go,
0: you know? I don't blame you. Period. yeah yep we we gotta protect the, the ones that we love and I'm, 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 and i'm 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 so happy for you because you deserve it especially after going through all that and just, just everything yeah. that you've been through that you shared with me and um I think it's also important for ladies and or people that have been abused to to know too that there is hope. Oh yeah you know what I there- mean? not only did your your healing and your mindset changing and you're getting therapy and you're going back to looking into the mirror in the mirror and building yourself up you know and making a decision that your abuser not gonna run your life no more not only did that happen you know god has blessed you with someone else that is nothing like god i thank you Yes, you're abu- the per the, the abuser, and it's important for people to know that too because, like you said, after all the manipulation and all the like, what they do to your brain, making you feel like no one's gonna ever love you, you're not worthy, you're this, you're that. You know, this lets your story right now let them know that that's a lie, that's Absolutely. not true.
1: Yep, and you know, my new person is mm-hmm. very attentive. So it's always your beautiful good morning, like little things that like, I'm not going to say it never happened when it, when I was with my abuser, but you know, it did happen sometimes, but it wasn't more, it wasn't genuine. So when you get that genuine, that authentic love from somebody, it's a whole new world, baby, a whole new world. You got me on the camera already. (laughs) It's a whole new world, baby. Right.
0: Like, no. <laughs> that's is that, right it's that right love that be doing it to you <laughs> right okay right. on that note you said a whole new world i want everybody to listeners when y'all listen to it whether you've been in an abusive relationship or not just from hearing felicia's strength hashtag a whole new world because a whole mm-hmm. new world a whole new world awaits you. You know what I mean? Because like as you're talking, like I don't I haven't been in a physically abusive relationship, but you still have a lot of strength and stuff that's gonna inspire people regardless and let people mm-hmm. know too that when you're thinking you're going through things is people going through 10 times worse. So don't ever take life for granted, mm-hmm. you know, in that your whole new world. Is, is ready for you. You just gotta step forward. <laughs> and, and, and that's why too, I'm naming this episode. You know how they say bye Felicia, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Felicia said bye. Okay. Mm-hmm. Felicia is in her whole new world. Yeah. Um, and and, 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 lo- and loving herself and taking care of herself and letting you know that she's a survivor and you and you can't if you are going through this, you can get out to um mm-hmm get help. You know what I mean? And, 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 and know that you don't have to, you don't got to go through it and you're never going to uh, save them. You're, you're not, you're not. Um,
1: And let me also say, even though the violent shelters didn't help me still reach out because they do help. They just couldn't help me in my certain predicament. So, you know, definitely reach out to them just because they didn't help me. Doesn't mean they won't help you. You know what All I'm right. saying? Every person is different. Every situation is different. There's reasons why I couldn't get help, you know, because this was supposed to happen as bad mm-hmm. as this, it's supposed to happen because now I have purpose. This is my purpose in this world to help other women going through domestic violence. Absolutely. So reach out to those places, even though I said that they didn't help me because, you know, I wouldn't be right here right now if, you know, they had took me or, whatever the case may be, I wouldn't be able to share my story and help other women. So Absolutely. everything happens for a reason.
0: Amen. Absolutely. Although it's Felicia, I'm feeling like, uh, I feel like you can be a coach or something. Like I'm so ready for you to like share your story and, you know, encourage, you know, cause you're already encouraging me and I know people that listen. So I'm definitely, um, rooting for you to go in that direction but whatever you do i support you i know you already said that it's important for you to tell your story um awesome. is there anything that we can be on the lookout for or um just to you know anything that you want the audience to know before we um wrap up um get out while you can
1: before they try to kill you Deadass because they'll try eventually it sounds crazy but they will they just just get out you know what I mean and there's a new world out there and on the lookout for anything (laughs) (laughs) in the future most likely I have a couple um my my therapist actually knows someone who works with people in domestic violence and um she knows I wanted to wait until after the court thing was over, but, um, she wanted to wait until the court thing was over, but, uh, I'm going to be talking to her tomorrow, here tomorrow. Okay. So hopefully
0: for the future, there'll be more of me. Yes, absolutely. And I want you to definitely come back on here and chat if you're willing. We can talk about anything. It doesn't, you know, anything. Absolutely i I'm trying to talk about everything on the show. Like I, it ain't nothing off off limits. You know, anything. Oh, like I want you to come back. I, I, I that. <laughs>
1: I'm around. I definitely yeah. come. Back on. <laughs> I'm around. I was nervous at first. My first time on but video. She, y'all. she don't look
0: nervous, right, yeah <laughs> Even with everything, like you know, it, it it just it had a purpose. Everything. This was supposed to happen. Yeah, so. it's empowering. So. Yes. And I'm ha- and again too, I'm happy that you came here to 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 let it out, you know. know, small, you, know little, you know, I'm a small platform, but I believe God will help it to grow oh, larger. And, and I know who needs to hear it will. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. stopping but me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Right.
1: Well, I still um, got to get books. I got
0: one. I need all right. the other ones. I know you got what? Other- <laughs> yes, yeah, <a> children's book.
1: <laughs> I, I got one for my niece. I,
0: can, I can read it. I'm going
1: to read it to her. Definitely got to get them. And then we got to get a so you can sign them all. Because one day, girl, I'm going to need to get two copies so I can sell one on eBay. It's going to be worth a lot.
0: there you go (laughs) Uh, that's right (laughs) I'm with you
1: (laughs) I appreciate you having me on here it was very empowering and it felt good to let out everything that I've been through and hopefully help some women out there so it was fantastic I enjoyed it
0: me too me too um So I want to thank you again, Felicia, for coming on, winging it with positivity, where we are still reaching new heights regardless, no matter what. Um, For everyone listening, I will be back again next Wednesday. Um, Please share this around. It's an important message. And everybody be safe. God bless. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.